You're listening to a Leisure Moment podcast with your host, Deetra Helvey, who's always ready to have a casual conversation about her love for literature. I met Lisa Weimer this summer at Book Expo America. We were in the company of so many authors and bloggers, enjoying the evening and meeting new people. Who would have known that her publicist, Kelly Hager, with Spencer Hill Press, and may I add, past guests with a leisure moment, would get us connected to talk about Lisa's new book, Hello. There's a lot of buzz about Hello sprinkled throughout social media right now. Grab your drink, relax, and listen to our casual conversation with Lisa Weimer. Enjoy! Oh, it's so phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal to hear your voice and to connect with you again. Thank you so much. I'm just, wow. (laughs) You are so welcome. Can you believe it's been like how many months since we've seen each other? Oh, May (laughs) at that amazing party. Yes, and it was so much fun and it was so great to meet you. And I'm so glad that um, Kelly reconnected us to have this casual conversation tonight. I know that's so wonderful. It really is. It's just, oh. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, thank you so much. How is for... your husband, by the way? Oh, How is he well, doing? Well, you know what? He's right here because he's always um, sitting here for the first few seconds to make sure you know everything is going well. Oh, great. She's hi. smiling. <laughs> she says hi, baby. <laughs> he said hello. Oh, but that's he's, awesome. He's doing well. We, we were a great uh, duo there, weren't we? Yeah, the best. Oh, man. The memorable, <laughs> without any doubt. I loved it. Oh, yes. I mean, we tackled it hard together. I couldn't have done it without him. <laughs> oh, I love that. I really do. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, the time has almost come for you, I guess, about five days where your book is going to be hitting the shelf. It's amazing. Amazing. Well, and the crazy thing is, is that um, I don't know if, you know, you heard this, but so um, it it shipped out early, and I, I don't know some incredible miracle. But the first printing is all gone, so wow. it's already gone into second printing. That is um, awesome, and um, so it's it's humbling. It's exciting. Um, uh, Wow. It was, it was, <laughs> I don't know what else to say except for wow. It was meant to be, and that is just amazing that it um, that, that has happened and it's gone into the second printing. And by the time um, folks hear this podcast, if they haven't heard that Hello is you know on the horizon, it'll already be ready for them to check it out. <laughs> so um, we're excited to talk about it. Tell us a little bit about Hello. So... Hello is about five Wisconsin teens whose lives end up intertwining when a girl who's grieving her grandmother picks up her phone and says, okay, grandma, if you're watching over me, someone will have your old phone number and they will pick up and they will answer. And so that's exactly what she does. 
she picks up the phone, she dials um, her grandmother's old phone number, and at 3.09 a.m. in the morning, a boy by the name of Emerson picks up the phone, and that phone call ends up not only changing uh, Trisha's life, um, but also Emerson's. And the theme of hello is one hello can change life, mm-hmm. one hello can save a life. Wow. And you know, Elise, I mean, that is a very unique storyline. Very unique. Um, never heard of anything, anything like it. Um, can't wait to kind of see where that, that call is going to lead. It's, you know, it's really, it's something um, interesting on how the idea came to me. I had been working on another novel. Um, I had done extensive amounts of research for it. My agent was extremely excited about me writing that novel. And um, I had sat down, started writing it, and hit a brick wall. For three weeks, I kept writing and deleting, writing and deleting. I was getting nowhere. So one day I stood up and I started pacing my living room and just trying to figure out what it was that I needed to do to move forward with this other novel. And just out of nowhere, this idea came to me about this girl who was on an island who made this phone call, and this one phone call would end up transforming um, you know, different teenagers' lives and how that one phone call would cause a chain reaction um, and have ultimately a positive impact on other people's lives. Um, Huntley Fitzpatrick stated in her in her review of Hello, when I was done, all I wanted was to know what happened next to each of the characters I'd come to care for. So it appears that you've you've crafted them in such a way that um, the the reader will will you know want to know more. They they'll just be invested in those characters' lives. It's it, it's actually I mean it's such her her review is just so. Um, her blurb is just so humbling, um, and it just meant so much to me, and, and I was just tremendously grateful. Yeah, I, I, part, of, part of my goal in writing Hello was that as a reader, you would be able to find at least something to relate to, um, some character that you could um, connect with. And it could be on a personal level. It could be because you know someone that has gone through something similar. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. So I really wanted to find ways um, and really dig deep and and create characters that the reader would really, really, really feel invested Mm -hmm, in. mm -hmm. And so... It's interesting. I've had people say, oh, would you please, 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 you know, write a sequel and let me know what happens. Mm-hmm. And then I've had people say, no, I, I love imagining uh, what will happen next. Um, so is it a standalone? Meg, a standalone? It is a standalone. Okay. Um, Meg from Swoonie Boys podcast asked me to do a Q&A, a character Q&A. Uh-huh. So in that, uh, in her Q&A 
for this upcoming blog tour, I did give some hints, a little bit of hints, as to, you know, things that would be transpiring in the future for these characters. So um, as of this moment, I can't imagine, you know, writing a sequel. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So right now, standalone. (laughs) So was there any time that, a particularly challenging time when you were writing Hello that you can talk about or reflect on? Oh, my gosh. That is such a fantastic question. And the answer to that is yes, absolutely yes. Well, you just pick that one moment that you care to share. So I, um, I heard in my head for my character, Angie, uh-huh. um, she's written in three verse poetry. And the last time I wrote any kind of poetry was in grade school. So that was a huge challenge because I really, I, I didn't, I, I, it, was, it didn't come naturally for me. Mm-hmm. It was something that I needed to learn and work really hard to uh, improve upon. I was going to say master, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you're, you know, I, I, I certainly don't get to that myself. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. But it was definitely something I worked tremendously hard on. I tried very hard to find poetry classes. I was reading lots of books um, that included free verse poetry. But what I found was that I didn't want to emulate anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to be true to the voice that I heard in my head. One day, for one hour, a a um, person that we know, he was a uh, professor in poetry. So he said, I will give you one hour, that's all I have, and I will sit down with you and, and go through your first chapter. We got through two pages. But what that experience helped me with was to understand the importance of cadence in free verse poetry mm-hmm. and also really making sure that, you're, uh, that the words are dense, that every word had weight and meaning and wasn't just an extraneous word within um, the context of, of the free verse poetry. So that really, in the end, made all the difference and enabled me to, you know, write and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite until I felt satisfied with Angie's voice. Now, I noticed that you um, are a former educator. Yes. What area did you teach? And so I have worked with kids all the way from K-2, uh, two-year-olds, mm-hmm. in preschool, all the way through high school, um, and I have mentored young adults for a number of years. I feel like um, that I never, like I never stopped teaching. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that really excites me about Hello is that it is an opportunity to get back into the classroom. And I um, already have um, a dozen school visits set up. I'm really looking forward to that, uh, getting back in the classroom and, and talking about um, writing and things that, you know, relate to the novel. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and students would just love to have that interaction with a real live, um, real live author. Um, we have a we have a common area there because I'm also a um, 
former educator as well. So I, I remember, you know, every opportunity I could get to bring in an author to come in and inspire my students and talk to them about the writing process. You know, I was just the reading or writing teacher, but to have a real author to come in, that made a big difference, gave them a different experience. Well, um, I have not made this information public yet, but this might be the perfect time to um, share this incredible news. Do tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, because I've, I've been, you know, kind of waiting. I, I've, I've been trying to figure out, oh, how do I share this this incredible news? There is a, a high school, um, and they chose Hello to be their sophomore book of the year. Ooh. And they are, um, it went through very stringent um you know, reads from the entire English department mm-hmm. and the Department of Curriculum and Instruction. Right. And they're bringing in a psychologist, a suicide prevention counselor. They're bringing in a poet. Uh, they're bringing in a screenplay writer. And at the end of the semester in May, because they're going to be reading this for the spring semester, I will be coming in and, and talking with the students about the book. So it's really um, very humbling and and just um, tremendous that the school felt that this book could have a positive impact on the students and that they could utilize it in a in a positive way to uh, hopefully make a difference in these young adults' lives. And so um, and this, that's huge. The pilot program. Congratulations yeah. on that because I'm sure that it had to go through lots of different um, steps and had to be read by by those that were choosing. So that is awesome news. I'm excited for you. Thank and you. And for the kids. Think of how many kids are going to have that book in their hand. That's awesome. It's exciting. They wrote a grant, um, and I haven't seen the grant proposal yet, mm-hmm. but they did write a grant, and the grant was approved. So um, that's amazing. And that's that's really what it's all about, especially when you're looking at um, certain themes within a book. You want the book in the right hands, especially of our of our young young people. Mm, Yeah. Empowering um, young adults Mm -hmm. to um, make a difference is really something that's very important to me. So another theme for Hello, the second theme for Hello is kindness, compassion, chain reaction. And um, I worked with um, Heidi from YA Bibliophile. She's uh, a librarian, and she helped me make some buttons. So we have these buttons that say kindness, compassion, chain reaction, and one hello can change a life, one hello can save a life. So I'm hoping that they'll put those on their locker or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, put the pins on their backpacks. And um, when they look at it, be reminded that uh, kindness and compassion can go a long way. And just having a hello theme, you know, just that I say just for the whole week, that week that you're going to be there in May, there should be a big old hello theme with lots of discussions (laughs) going on about it. And I think that's just wonderful. 
It'll be exciting to see where this goes. Yeah. And I'm hoping be. you'll you'll have someone there, a sidekick to take pictures, right? So that you can share <laughs> with all of your followers and readers. <laughs> um, I will make a note of that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, because we'll, I mean, we'll want to we'll wanna know the outcome. We'll want to see the outcome of that. That's awesome to be involved um, in that pilot program. Um, Thank you. You so although Hello is your your YA debut novel, this isn't your first book that you've written. That's that's correct. I've written two adult nonfiction books, um, so very different than than Hello, and I've also had um, some short stories published in um, a New York Times bestselling anthology published by um, well, it's. I should say the authors are Judith Leventhal and Yuda Halverstam. And those are just um, in some ways very much connected, I think, to Hello because they focus on the, the small miracles of things that happen in life um, that are, are just profound. And I think that theme definitely um, is intertwined in Hello with how these characters end up connecting um, with one another. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, I tell you, thank you so much for um, for sharing Hello with us. Can't wait to get this out so others will know about Hello. Um, was it hard for you to branch from the, you know, writing adult and then moving into Hello in a, from a, you know, YA perspective? It was really, really tough. It was um, night and day. I did not know what I was doing. Um, writing nonfiction is so different from writing fiction, uh, let alone young adult mm-hmm. fiction. And I'll never forget, uh, I you know, wrote my first novel, which was not Hello. Hello is actually the third novel that I, I, I wrote. And I submitted it to my agent and... I don't know, maybe two months later, I got an email back. And all I can tell you from what I remember from that moment, I was walking into school. I was teaching preschool at the time. And I was walking into school, and I read the email from him. The only word that I can truly remember was no. (laughs) And I just was devastated. I it was it was really 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 tough because um, it was a it was a very you know harsh rejection and but through sheer determination and um, practice over and over and over and over again and not giving up uh, it it led me to hello so as I said hello is my third novel I had finished two. But there were others that I had started, like the one that I had told you about, mm-hmm. you know, in between. So he, there's, I have a phrase that it goes like this, perseverance, true role models or heroes. And so I used to say that to myself on a nearly daily basis, probably 10 to 15 times a day, persevere, persevere. That's what, you know, that is to a role model you know, that's what a role model does. A role model perseveres. And I always kept in mind, I have two sons, one's 24 now and one's 21. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking to myself, 
you know, they know that this is what I want to do. If I give up, what kind of message would I be sending to them in when they want to pursue their dreams? So it was taking rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection and rising above that and just continuing um, to work as hard as I could. I re- I've read, you know, a tremendous amount and am very much self-taught um, when it comes down to writing um, young adult fiction. Mm-hmm. So um, all I can say is that I highly encourage everyone to, to, to never give up. If this is your dream, go for it. And, and it'll happen. You know, I can't say when, but it will happen as long as you keep working at it. Um, and, and that's, that's what it is. That's, you know, I really feel very strongly about that. Well, and that kind of just led into the next question that I was going to ask you regarding, you know, what, what would you tell our, our inspiring or budding writers? But yes, never giving up. I I agree. That is definitely, um, something that we want to encourage them, encourage them to do. The other thing is, um, I think it's really critical is that be careful who you get advice from mm-hmm. because there, you know, there are millions of people out there that are going to give you advice, but it may not be the right advice for you. So if you seek advice, seek advice from people that you trust, seek advice from people that truly want to see you succeed um, that are, you know, invested in helping you and um, and really want to, you know, um, elevate you. Um, and I think, I, you know, I got some very interesting advice t- through this process, and a lot of it was, you can't do this, you can't do that, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, and in a way that motivated me a tremendous amount because I was like, well, okay, you know, for example, going back to Angie and free verse poetry, um, I was told on several occasions, oh, you're not a poet. You shouldn't be doing that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, but I can learn Mm -hmm. and I will work hard until I get it right. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid of making mistakes. Don't be afraid of, of, you know, recognizing that you're, you're going to have um, your first, maybe your second, maybe your fourth, maybe your 10th draft. It's not going to be perfect. Maybe your first book will not go anywhere. But as long as you continue to persevere and to improve your craft and to appreciate the journey and surround yourself with people that are supportive instead of people that are, are you know, cutting you down or um, criticizing you just for the sake of, you know, criticism, mm-hmm. uh, providing criticism mm-hmm. instead of being constructive, I, I think most people understand what constructive criticism is. And, and how valuable that can be. So just use your personal discernment right. and, and move forward. And make sure that who you embrace to share those goals with is someone that is also in, in, invested in um, helping you and, and being an ear and giving you that, that sound advice as well. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes really for anything in life that yeah. you mm-hmm. choose to pursue. Um, right. You know, whether, whether you decide that you want to be a photographer and, um, you know, I've, I've spoken to many young adults who have said to me, well, I wanted to do this, but I was told I would never make a living. So now I'm doing something and I really don't like that. And it just, those are the kind of things that really break my heart because it's hard to find joy in life when you're doing something that doesn't elevate what you're, you know, the time that you're spending during the day. Mm-hmm. If you're not finding meaning in it, if you're not enjoying it, then it's hard to leave that job at the end of the day and feel excited about waking up in the morning and doing it all over again. So it's, there's never a guarantee that anything that you're going to, mm-hmm. pers- you know, pursue is going to be easy. Um, and if you, if someone thinks so, you know, they're delusional. Right. <laughs> but, you're, you're but right. the bottom line is go for it. You know, go for it. Put mm-hmm. everything that you have into it. Take a calculated risk. And a calculated risk basically means that you sat down, you thought about it, you have planned it out, you've su- surrounded yourself with outstanding mentors, and and you pursue, you know, your dream knowing that it's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, you know, that, that could mean working at McDonald's or, uh, you know, wherever until as you, you know, pursue what mm-hmm. you want to pursue, but don't give up because that's what brings joy in life. Well, I mean, anybody that's going to book you for a school visit, they're going to get a whole lot more than just about, um, the writing process that was just so motivational right there um lisa <laughs> <laughs> you, you kind of nailed me <laughs> well and, you're right <laughs> and, and then, i mean i know that we're getting getting close to some time but i've got to throw this in here too because you also have a blog that you manage i, I do how do you it's... find time for all of this the, your blog is um www dot who are you and that's the letter r the um letter u blog dot com right i you know i absolutely love supporting uh other authors as they pursue you know their dreams and there are a tremendous amount of phenomenal books out there and um, for me, you know, Who Are You blog started out with, um, it's exactly what it means. Who are you? So it's an opportunity for me to feature books, feature authors, to talk about those deeper issues that connect with their book. So I love doing author interviews. I love sharing this passion with, with you know, other people. And You know, there's just, there's so many amazing, inspiring um, people out there. And so really, Who Are You blog is that opportunity. So it's not a burden for me at all. It's it's truly a joy. And I love doing it. And as long as I possibly can, I'll, I'll continue to do so. I love the way you just said it's not a burden for you. I think so many times you know, when we might get, and I I guess I'll just speak for me as a blogger, we might, I might get overwhelmed, um, you know, trying to, to hit a deadline or hit a post, 
But when it all comes down to it, some people may, um, you know, work out or some people may do other things, crochet, cross stitch, you know, knitting, yeah. whatever. But for me, I just like to sit at the computer. I like to reflect on the books that I've read and blog, reach out to other bloggers um, as well. And that's kind of what I do for my hobby. So I hope that, too, for me, that it never becomes a burden. <laughs> I love this community. I think, <laughs> you know, that in general, this is an amazing, amazing group of, of people. And I have met, you know, like you and your husband. Those are, are memorable moments for me. Those are things that will stay with me for a very, very long time. And it's something to cherish and to appreciate if if for some reason, you know, there's a blogger out there right now that feels burdened by it, I, I think you've got to look deep in your soul and, and make a choice for you, first and foremost, for you. Uh, life is too short to do something that is, um, you know, burdensome or, or doesn't bring you joy. Mm-hmm. So I, I've done a pretty decent job now of managing how 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 much I extend myself so I don't take on posts that I know that I'm never going to have the time to do mm-hmm. so it is you know it is obviously time management is really critical but I think that as you said this is something that needs to be personal and it needs to be something that's joyous and if learning to crochet is what you need to do, That's I right. say go for it, you know, <laughs> and make something beautiful. And please, please, please put it on Instagram because I want to see it. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, um, one last thing, Lisa. Um, we are a big, huge fan. Uh, family of five that love the Carolina Panthers, but out of that family five, we have one little one who, guess what? Just like you, is a diehard ah, Green Bay Packers Green fan. Packers, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Green Bay Packers! <laughs> so I'll let him know that you gave a shout out to for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> that is That is just so awesome. I still have one thing left. We want to thank all our listeners again. Check us out at aleisuremoment.com. 